God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. God has commissioned His servant, Reverend Tuluwa Logo Agola, with the mandate of true worship, teaching the church the patterns of true worship. Be blessed as you listen. pleasure to be in this house. I've been given 120 minutes to speak. I do not know how much time my utterances would swallow up, but I will just keep talking as God would inspire me. I shouldn't begin by, or I shouldn't begin without reminding you that every time you see me here, it's not because Reverend Tulu has run out of what to say. It's just his commitment to the body of Christ and to holistic Christianity that permits me to be here. It's, that's the only reason. I'd like you to honor him with a clap, please, if you can. Thank you, sir. Alright, the process. Genesis 4.3. There's just a three-worded phrase in that um, verse that I want to draw inspiration from. Um, Genesis 4.3 And in process of time it came to pass that Ken brought of the food of the ground and offering unto the Lord. Everybody say, and in process of time. Say this way, process of time. So what I want to teach on this evening is titled Understanding the Process. Understanding the Process. I know that this session will continue after I'm done teaching. Please pay attention as much as you should. I will try and speak on the topic in a general sense and I'm sure that eventually would have emphasized certain specific burdens as God has inspired him. But I will try and speak in a general sense so that I can hopefully lay a foundation for whatever um, conversations will follow after now. Let's quickly pray. Lord, we trust that your word would be imprinted in our souls strongly in the name of Jesus. And we will receive clarity for all that you communicate. We will never be the same again. In Jesus' name we pray. There is an emphasis that has um, been very loud in recent times in the body of Christ. And maybe you have never heard about this emphasis I'm about to mention, or this emphasis, but it's something that has been very loud in recent times. It's the emphasis on an encounter. Several people are chasing encounters, and several people actually need an encounter. Let me tell you this emphatically. One of the best things that can happen to you as a believer that would set your work with God in the right frequency from the onset is an encounter with Jesus. A convicting encounter. A life-defining encounter. Many of our fathers speak about the great encounters they had with God, with the power of the Holy Ghost, with the person and the presence of Jesus. 
with angels. And let me say this emphatically. It is something so useful. Something that will ensure that your Christian life starts on a great note. Every man who has worked with God can trace to an it which we have come to describe as an encounter. Moses worked with God very closely. Spoke to God mouth to mouth and face to face. We know the burning bush experience of Moses. He had an encounter while he was a shepherd man. While he was not doing anything um, in the direction of spirituality or ministry, God encountered Moses. And from that encounter, I mean, he became a deliverer, as it were, over the house of Israel from Egypt into the promised land. We read about the man, Apostle Paul, who used to be Saul. Um, according to his description in Acts chapter 9, he had an encounter with Jesus, a radical encounter with Jesus. An encounter that was so overwhelming, he didn't have any choice but to respond to the call of God and to begin preaching almost straight away. We also read about the man, Peter, in Luke chapter 5, where an encounter with Jesus, it was one that i mean helped his business the encounter was actually something that helped his business at that time but he knew that the right response to that encounter was not to set up a fishing enterprise it was to follow jesus leave everything that he had and follow jesus if people are not following jesus as effectively as the early church did probably because their encounters were deficient or their encounters were not deep enough there are encounters that compel consecration. Nobody will beg you to serve the Lord. You will be like Paul and say, Woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. And for some of us who probably this has not been experienced. By the way, this encounter I'm talking about does not have to be extremely spectacular like Acts chapter 9 or Exodus chapter 3. It can be simple measures but effective and deep. The best way to start a walk with God is to begin with that kind of encounter. It's a very good capital for the business of working with God. Very profitable thing. We all should desire it. I'm not saying you cannot be a Christian without it. But I'm saying that it will aid you in the journey of life. An encounter that brings conviction. Brings persuasion. Such that if you have any doubt, you can look back and say no. I know the history of my salvation. I remember the account. I remember the event. And I'm very sure that this is the right way to go. An encounter, ladies and gentlemen, is a very profitable thing to experience. And that has been emphasized over and over and over again. Much of our spiritual praying or our spiritual seekings is towards the end of this event called an encounter. You just want to see the Lord, or at least his archangel, or maybe his messenger angel. Just something that you can hold on to as an encounter. For some people, they want to see it or experience it so they can brag about it and boast about it. And then they can also be in the league of very mighty men and great apostles. But for some other people, they have honest thirst and hunger for the things of God. But my conversation tonight is not about an encounter. Well, an encounter is a very useful thing to experience. An encounter is not all that there is 
to the Christian walk, to the Christian journey. And like I said, this concept of an encounter has been emphasized severally. Everywhere I seem to turn, many people talk about it. I believe that the deficiency of modern Christianity is not just because there is a scarcity of encounters. Many people have had encounters and yet are deficient believers. I believe that the other thing that is not emphasized, which we are talking about, is something that we need to talk about again and again and again, which is the process. There is the encounter, which is good for a start, but for continuity, for sustenance, we need to talk about the process. Everybody say the process. When I talk about the process, I'm speaking about something that you would have to do consistently, something that you will experience consistently in your work with God. While at encounter, one may be enough for a lifetime. This process we are talking about, you would have to sustain it by discipline, by practice, over and over and over again. So what I'm saying here is this. Moses was a great man not just because he had an encounter with God. Paul was a great apostle not just because of the initial encounter in Acts chapter 9. There was a process that eventually made this man. We don't often speak about the process. I mean, there are people who actually believe that if they get in contact with a wonderful man of God and hands are laid, one encounter will fix everything they will ever need. For their christian and ministerial journey how many times in life they are disappointed because they probably had series of encounters but they still notice gaps and deficiencies and loopholes in their life and they're wondering what exactly is happening an encounter is not enough as profitable as an encounter is the process the process is actually what does the making an encounter may invite you and may make the school of god very attractive an encounter may be an invitation into deeper intimacies but the real making happens in the process so tonight i want you to desire not just an encounter but to have an appetite for the process the process is where the real making is in first corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10 apostle paul says i am what i am by the grace of god an encounter is often a divinely granted gracious act. Peter was not seeking for that encounter when he found it or when he experienced it. Moses was not looking for God when the burning bush appeared. Saul was attempting to persecute the church when he met Jesus. It's a divinely granted encounter. It's, it speaks of the generosity of God, the grace of God. And there are things you can do to facilitate it actually people can seek encounters and actually experience it yes but eventually you can say in summary that is something that god gives it's an act of grace paul says i am what i am by the grace of god but he doesn't stop he says i labored more abundantly than they all listen to me when we receive the encounter of grace it is like conception the encounter that we experience conceives something most times it's a burden that is conceived sometimes it's a vision that is conceived sometimes it's a work that is conceived but it is by the
process of labor that what is conceived is nurtured is groomed is developed and matures and is birthed to tangible realities evangel was talking about the fact that many people actually have received certain things in potential form certain seeds but they went off celebrating jubilating oh god has called me i am now an apostle they have done um, logo they have branded they have probably looked for a hall to rent to start meetings but all they received was a seed that us which is it just a seed i mean you can't eat a seed to convert a seed to a tree is a long process so a long process how does somebody receive a seed and goes away with it as though that's all it's because we have not been taught about the process we have been taught about encounters many of us here believe that that's all i just had an encounter with jesus an encounter an encounter you can have one million encounters i'm telling you what guarantees what guarantees the birthing of a divine dream the nurturing of a divine seed is not just an encounter but the process that's what i'm teaching tonight on understanding the process many of us are abortion specialists we are bought the dream of god we are bought the plan of god in our hearts we are bought the burdens of god why we don't understand the process it's like a woman who is pregnant three weeks and she's playing football up and down or she's doing extreme exercises that can hurt the baby if you don't understand the process you would think that once something is conceived it's guaranteed there are many people who have said wow when god called them it was a wonderful call you hear that call like this you will be very jealous 10 years down the line there is nothing to show for it it's not a lie it's not that god did not call them god did not flash them the call was genuine what happened to them they thought the encounter was all to it there were many people who followed jesus by the miracles they saw the encounter they had with him they were wowed what a man they followed jesus but only 12 submitted to the process of apostle apostolic discipleship only 12. <laughs> so many people can have encounters few people go through the process that's why eventually many are called and few are chosen in other words the grace of god is available to all to all men we cannot get back to apostolic christianity if all we emphasize is an encounter an encounter it's not enough and let me say this what i said earlier in first corinthians 15 10 an encounter let me say it like this an encounter is cheap compared to the process yeah an encounter is cheap compared to the process so some people will come to Jesus and say, I want to follow you. Well, let me go and first bury my father. And Jesus will say, yeah, you're not ready. With this attitude, you're not ready to submit to the process of discipleship. You can follow from afar like this. You can see me do miracles like this. But if you put your hands on the plow and turn back, you're not ready for this, this process of real discipleship, of molding and training. We have to emphasize the concept of the process. Everybody say the process. Come and say it louder. The process. In Second Timothy chapter four and verse seven, where Paul says, "I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith." It was not just 
a product of encounters. Paul said in the previous chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, in the last days many would depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrine of devils. People give heed to seducing spirits even after they have had encounters with the divine spirit. People depart from the faith and to depart from the faith means to depart from the original template of Christianity. People are professing to be Christians but uh, when we check their lives and we check their ministries we see that there is something that exists outside or ex something that exists that is different from the original template. They have departed from the faith not because the encounters were not real. Them as who forsook Paul and went to the world it was not because he had no initial encounter what will keep you going eh, is actually not just an encounter but the process the process why the apostles kept going to the point where they became matthias for the name of jesus was not just because of the encounters they had with him no there was a process that molded them into that kind of shape that they could die for their faith so continuity sustenance to continue in the journey that is set before us we will have to emphasize the concept of the process pray in the spirit for a few seconds here pray in the spirit for a few seconds here as you pray i like your heart to turn just turn the appetite is strongly for encounters i know but i'm trying to set a tone so that you can desire the process the process cannot be forced on you i wish it was something that we can force on you but <laughs> if any man will follow me let him deny himself and take up the cross it's something that you would have to yield to you would have to say i want it it's a school that you will have to submit to willingly. You can stumble on an encounter. You cannot stumble on the process. You cannot. You can't get there by chance. You must crave it. You must want it. You must give, as it were, God the permission to enroll you. And that's what I'm trying to get you into. We thank God for your various encounters, but it's not going to stop there. Where you are going is too far. You need something more. You need something more. I'm yielding Jesus, I'm yielding. I'm yielding Jesus. Rakata Press some more, press some more, press some more. Press some more here. This, some of these appetites have to be have to be held very tightly by the Holy Ghost. Maybe because all you have been used to are the talks about encounters. Lembra kata 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 shekete kete kombranda da bala da da dosa. 
So an encounter is a work of grace while the process is dominantly a work of faith. We know that it was the premise of these two pillars as it were that every every Christian reality is built grace and faith grace and faith God's work and then your reaction for salvation it was grace through faith for every other thing it will be grace through faith the work of faith will require discipline consistency many times patience long suffering the work of grace may be a one day event but much grace is wasted when there is no subsequent work of faith many people have been impacted many people have been anointed many people have received so much grace why is there little proof and evidence many times it's because the process is lacking the process is lacking you see eh because Christianity is not just about God's work for us and there are dimensions to the Christian life that is all about God's work for us there are dimensions to the Christian life that is all about God's work through us but we have to begin to emphasize God's work and God's work with us and that's why we are talking about the fact that the process is not something that you can be bullied into you would have to submit yourself to it there will be invitations there will be someone so yes but one of the things i will soon teach you is that one of the reasons why the process is often very long boring and strenuous is because god will always respect the will of man god will always respect the will of man if something if your process is supposed to take 13 months and we have seen this from jewish history if a process is supposed to take 40 years and the people do not yield they do not cooperate they do not submit willingly it can take it can take 1000 years god will not bully his way that's the thing with the process it is not just about god's work for us it's not just about god's work through us it's our work with god our work with god and most times we we want to talk about encounters because often it's just about what god does we we don't we, we want to be irresponsible in the process that is we want to enjoy the benefits but not participate is the reason why some people some people will not read the bible honestly speaking and be trying to contend for understanding waiting for one day that god will break their head divide their brain and impact the world will become flesh but it's not going to happen you see for real partnership with god it will be god working with you it will be you working with god and it's a process we have to submit to and embrace it and we have to understand it there's so much wasted including time because people don't understand the process when you don't understand the process like i said earlier you will have bought many things many things will be destroyed it's not satan that is destroying many visions and destroying many seeds it's not satan 
it is the people's unwillingness to cooperate with God's process to submit to the process to understand the process to embrace the process it's the people's unwillingness the process is often not pleasurable it is not palatable this is why many people struggle with it one of the reasons it's not sweet encounters are sweet I don't know of the one that Jacob had though that they broke his hip. Maybe that was not too sweet. The one that Saul went through that he was blind for three days. But you know the one I'm talking about now. The one that you ascend into the realms. For three days you are locked up in the chambers of God. Hearing things that are not lawful to speak. And you are enjoying yourself. Encounters are usually very wonderful. You like them. You talk about them. You can write a book from an encounter. as useful as they are that is not all to the making of men you have to go through processes that are not often palatable you don't before you are ashamed to share them the process is fundamentally for productivity not for pleasure it's for increased productivity why god designed the process was to increase your productivity as a christian there's more to you and you can sit down at the levels of celebrating encounters. Have you seen this? Have you experienced this before? If you know where God took me to yesterday, if you know where I visited last night, you can sit down at that level. But I'm telling you, somebody who is in the school of God going through a process will achieve much more than you. <laughs> if all you stay with are encounters. When Paul says, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. When he says I was a successful minister by the standards of God, I knew that it was in context of success because he says now there is laid for me a crown of righteousness. It was not just about this encounter. You think Gehazi did not have encounters with God? You think Judas did not have encounters with Jesus? Wonderful encounters. Look at how they ended. What happened? They didn't submit to the process. They didn't submit to the process. So it may not be palatable. These processes we are going to be discussing in the next 48 hours not be, may not be palatable. May not be even be interesting. I think there is... You know, we watch many sci-fi movies and um, spectacular Marvel series. We have an appetite for everything that is exciting. These days, you know, when I began to preach, I, I used to be angry when people don't listen during teachings especially when you, you are trying to teach them and then they, they doze off on you but uh, you, you just raise an ascending prayer point and everybody begins to oh. so you wonder I used to be angry but then I discovered that you know we have exercised our senses towards excitement and we have to be used to it so if the teaching is not exciting many women to that process teaching is not spectacular i'm telling you what god will use with very simple things ordinary things i believe if the only lesson judas learned from jesus was how shall live you will not end up the way that's an honesty but that simple lesson he didn't i believe if gehazi had learned the lessons against covetousness not the lessons on mantles just the lessons against covetousness. He would have turned out well instead of turning out as a leper. 
but he skipped simple classes <laughs> he skipped the basics he skipped found fundamentals so these processes we are going to be talking about especially from my own end may be very simple things so but they will mold you into greatness simple things the principles of obedience of loyalty of submission that's not going to be my emphasis tonight but I'm just mentioning simple things that many people skip in class in the class of God and then when they arrive at that great place they notice that they are they are are employees of Satan the simple principles of humility and meekness they did not learn they have word though they have rema but the arrogance with which they preach it with it just aborts the seed of God's word even from their lips so everything is wasted there is much waste when you don't go through the process and that's why there will be a burden in this direction until we are made for Luke chapter 5 one encounter Peter and Jesus there was subsequent three and a half years of processing what you now did in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 and 13 where the Sandrins took notes that Peter was an uneducated illiterate but he had been with Jesus was not a product of one encounter at the boat three and a half years of processing processing one of the things that processing will do to you is that processing will add value to you you know if you want to drink a very expensive wine can anybody give me the name of an expensive wine I don't drink wines champagne is a wine no be so I'm not sure. Is champagne a wine? Some of you are not sure. Which example can I use that? Hollandia, you got is a drink. Is that not so? At least you know Hollandia. Okay. Um, Hollandia, you got is a drink just like um, Biggie is a drink. You know what puts value on Hollandia, you got? Maybe aside from packaging, is the process to bring out and extract that juice in the way it is. The process is more tedious. The process is more elaborate. Processing adds value. They say in the Yoruba culture that uh, we don't sell our daughters. That's what they say. What that means is that if you want to marry a Yoruba girl, the bride price is not a. You're not buying the lady. You, are we still together? Okay. Just, I'm trying to just make this teaching um, in bits so that you can grab it. So if you have ascended, please come down. Come down to the earth where we can relate with certain simple things so that we can understand what we are saying. Now if that young lady has a primary school certificate, um, she has not gone through much processing. I am very sure that the father may not be very extreme in terms of the kind of young man that he marries especially if we're talking about just earthly concepts we're not talking about the fact that okay if you're born again or you're a christian you must actually marry a valuable person according to the standards of god just just say normal earthly parameters if as a young lady who has a primary school certificate another young man who also has Maybe all he has is secondary school certificate. That's a good match, you might say. But if, for instance, you now a student of Latech, a graduate of Latech, especially after eight years, 
Now, one young man comes to your father and says that. Uh, and when they ask him, he said he speaks in tongues. Oh. But when they ask him, my, my boy, who are you? Even from his English, his grammar presentation, it suggests that uh, you know he, he, he has not gone through enough processing. Your father may not grill, even if the man says that it is the Lord that told that told him to come to the house and pick up a damsel. Your father may not grill. Because by processing that loud tech has passed you through, your value is a little bit higher than his own. Do we get it? Processing will add value to you. Anybody who skips the process will devalue himself. Devalue himself. The process can be difficult. Somebody wants to be, you notice that some of the career paths that seem to be more financially profiting seem to have elongated processes. I'm not saying that medics in Nigeria are well paid, but I'm saying that, I mean, it seems to be more of a guarantee of financial rest than somebody who probably added chemistry. I don't know who employed me except Nuridin. Maybe Nuridin can employ me. If I read industrial chemistry, maybe I can work as about chemistry. <laughs> well, nobody say I Sabian like that concept. So. <laughs> we'll just leave that side. <laughs> but somebody, and I read it for four years. I read it for four years. Somebody who wants to be a medical doctor will probably have to do six or seven years. His own processing is more tedious than mine because it seems as though maybe you can say he's handling lives more than I am. But basically, there is more value. That will be attached to his own career path because the process through it. In fact, even his school fees is not the same with the person. This, this, a big medical student, they pay more. Is that not so? They pay more. The equipment they use are more. So, processing will add People are chasing value in the kingdom. You want to be renowned. You want to be famous. You want everybody, you want everybody to know you. And you are touching process. How? How do you want to do it? Everybody that was valuable in the hand of God went through the process. Some of those processes were Paul will say light affliction when we begin to examine what is called light affliction, heavy duty afflictions. The process. So an encounter may be cheap. You might experience it on a platter of grace, but it's not so with the process. It is often not palatable but it is for increased productivity the concept of the process is also to prepare the vessel into a product that is befitting of God there are products that are not befitting have you met Lautech students and when they say I got from Lautech you are ashamed like you can I think LaTeX always wins in many quizzes, many quiz, many uh, competitions. I, I know that at the point when I was in University of Illini, we knew LaTeX as probably the best state university in Nigeria, if it is not still. It is, right? You now meet a LaTeX student or a LaTeX graduate or a LaTeX product. And when the person speaks, you cannot reconcile. You say, are you sure you finished from LaTeX or Imsu or Ebumsu? There are some products that are not befitting to be associated with God. And it's because they skipped the process. 
when people skip the process the product is something that is very disgraceful everything that will be valuable that will be pricey has to go through the process okay the word i was supposed to use is substandard everybody says substandard substandard products are made when people skip the process quack doctors <laughs> people oh wait, you see these days if for any reason you have anything to do in an hospital sometimes confirm more. interestingly nigerian doctors are one of the best in the world yeah everywhere they go they just they just merge in easily one of our, our brothers who schooled in the ukraine <laughs> i was asking him what's it like medical school there and medical school there. he said there yeah, it's it's a mess you know you can go you can be going through class for instance and say you want to go and take smoking break you want to quickly smoke and come back and so the process is not strict you know liberality has made everything very over there and so there are some things that you see you won't be taught in medical school per se but you will be taught from the books of medical school but because of the ethics of the profession you are supposed to know it but if you school in a place where they are not too strict on some of those environments anything goes so i was asking him that okay doctors that are abroad when they come to nigeria or doctors who school abroad they come to nigeria they give them an edge they say most times no say, because they have discovered that many people who school abroad ah! they are quacks in their own right executive quacks substandard products why they skipped the process if i was going to practice chemist or chemistry i would be a quack chemist i did not like chemistry i've always liked the biosciences i was going to study either medicine or pharmacy but i was not brilliant enough as you can see i'm still not brilliant enough now god grace they cover me so i was hoping that they would give me microbiology they now gave me chemistry goodness sake, i didn't even do further math in the secondary school he is a chairman of mathematics i did for that much divide the x integration kilo wulo fundako what is this i said okay you gave me chemistry i had to write five mathematical courses in under level what is this i have three of them quacks if if i came out thank god that god called me if i came out and practice chemistry <laughs> i have my certificate to a tutu if i practice chemistry i skipped many processes come to class what is the class uh, what's something about physics or pure science i'm not interested because you are saying things i cannot relate with the orbiters and orbits if you skip your process <laughs> substandard many of us are working hard though we are trying to deliver for god we are working hard sweating but every time you deliver you have to check it in the scale of god though men may applaud you but when they check it in the scale of god substandard some of us have to go back to school. I know they call you apostle, prophet, chairman. Maybe a papa in your fellowship. You have to go back to school. So that you stop disgracing God. And the name of God will not be blasphemed through your life. When you hear people who are in the ministry, you are wondering, when Bible school did this one go to like this? Well, 
with six weeks now you can do Bible school master class in the Bible. They will give you certificate. You finish it. You come and snap with picture like this. I went to Bible school. In the Bible school, I went to two years. People still cheated in examination halls. Oh yeah. See, let's not go there. If not, they will sack me. The importance we have in scriptures about this concept of the process. We have the Jews. Potential is not enough. The Jews were promised a land, promised a rest. Because it was not just a land, it was a rest. And God had brought them by an encounter out from Egypt. It was an encounter, or it was a series of encounters that brought them out of Egypt. They did not participate in the Exodus, as it were. They just they just believed it was a work of grace. Just all right, everybody come into the house while the angel of death passes. Make sure you are under a roof where the blood is securing. All right. When they approached the Red Sea, Moses stretched his rod. They walked through. They didn't do much. They didn't really participate. But there was supposed to be a process that they were supposed to submit to that will now ensure that they enter into rest. Now the promise was valid. God had made it not just to them but to their fathers. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were promised this land, promised this rest. The encounter brought them out of Egypt. But many of them perished in the wilderness because they did not submit to the process of the wilderness. The wilderness is a type of the process. In the wilderness, there were still there were still operations of grace. For instance, they ate manna, they didn't have to cook. I mean, they in fact when they came out of Egypt, they came out rich. But the wilderness was supposed to convert them into giant slayers. Yet the same wilderness destroyed them. The wilderness that converted Joshua and Caleb to giant slayers destroyed the people of Israel. When we say the process may not be palatable, some people think, oh, the process will destroy me. The process is not designed to destroy you. But you will determine what the process will do to you. Yeah, It's your choice. It's your choice. The process is designed to promote you, to bring you into rest, into productivity. But if you don't submit to it, it will destroy you. An exam is not set to fail you. That's not the intention of the exam. If the lecturer is a normal lecturer. It's so that you can move on to the next level and finish your course. But that same exam can be the stumbling block. But most times it's your personal response to these things. Israel came out by encounters. But they did not enter. Because they did not submit to the process. In Deuteronomy 8, God told them, I tested you. I tried your heart to reveal what's in your heart. And of course, they failed the test woefully. Woefully. Doubted God. Didn't do their own faith work. Complained and murmured. Many people are angry and bitter with life. They don't understand the process. Ah, let me tell you this for free. Once you can perceive that there is something happening around you to prepare you, or let me say like this, because some of you will not remember preparation. Once you can perceive that there seems to be a delay into the place of rest, you are not really in that place of maximum productivity. Eh? 
and there is a slight temptation to murmur and complain and grumble that's satan you don't need any other crew that's satan there, tempting you to elongate your wilderness that's satan it's no more than that you see if you understand this truth i'm not saying that everything will be very speedy but i'm also saying many things that are wasted here in terms of seasons and times you will catch up you will catch up so israel did not submit to the process they were destroyed in the wilderness the second pattern i want to make reference to and if i have time to reference consistent there will is in the life and ministry of jesus in hebrews chapter 5 and verse 8 we are told that jesus i like the phrase employed to buttress the point though he were a son lent obedience by the things he suffered so he says though he were a son because some of us brag too much about sonship i'm a child of god i'm a child of god i'm the righteousness of god in christ jesus and all of that and I'm saying to you that let me tell you for free anything you see because Jesus is the template everything we see in Jesus will happen to you everything we see in Jesus will happen to you except you don't want to end up the way Jesus ended up and some people have chosen that path they want to be Christians but don't want to experience Christ likeness that's a wretched way to live I'd rather go for this one I'll go for Christ likeness Pray in tongues, pray in tongues here for a few seconds. As you pray, make a choice. It is the Jesus part I will follow. It's the part of the cross, it's the part of the process, but I'm going to follow that part. It may be tough and hard, but I'll follow that part. Uh-uh. I won't bear the name and not have the result, and not have the end, and not experience the end product. I will go to the process. I will go to the process. I will go to the process. As tough as it may seem, I will go to the process. Jesus went through it, although he was a son. Me also, I'm a son. I will go through it. It cannot be forced on me, but I'm deciding now. I'm deciding now. I'm deciding now. I'm deciding now. I'm helped by the Holy Ghost. Oh, if the Holy Ghost helped Jesus. He would help me. He will help me. He was giving us comforter because there is a process that may be tough, unbearable, without help. But I'm going to take that part. I will take the part. I will take the part. Rabado shekete kete kamana na na manos te Christus. Frikete kete kumranda dala dada bada basikete. Lembra kata 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 mbra kata 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 choose the way of the Lord The process The process The process Though I am a son The process Thank you Jesus Thank you Holy Ghost Hallelujah So although he was a son Yet he learned obedience I will soon give you the implication of a phrase such as he learned obedience because one of the things we'll see is that there are there are certain educations that are not impacted just by words and instructions they are impacted by experiences and processes 
and um, for every education there is a test that proves that you have passed that's what happened to jesus here it was not just an obedience professed it was an obedience tested and proved <laughs> one of the reasons why processes are inevitable in your work with god is because the way god has designed it because god is not partial because let me let me trust god for all trust to explain this thing. because god is not partial there are certain things he has set in place to be received by those who go through the process he doesn't give them out of grace no it's like the university the university does not just award certificates they set a principle in motion that if after five years if after four years somebody goes through this and goes through this automatically you come out with this and nothing can stop it it's the same with god however if some of us think that it's about if i can pray more i will collect from god i will turn god's hand and force it to come upon me i went for jesus that was not it <laughs> no the issue here is that many of our profession of allegiance and confession of loyalty you think that just by saying i love you lord i love you lord the glory of god will descend upon you no everything you say will be tested and proven with time why i read that phrase in genesis 43 is because every time you see the word process in the king james you see it come with that element of time the process of time the process of time now time is that facility where you prove what you say what you profess what you confess time will prove it and because of the just nature of god listen god is too just for him to say you know that god knows all things are we together on that god knows all things he knows the people that will betray him he knows the people that will deny him he knows the people that will put him to the end but because god is just he will allow time have its free course so that nobody will say ah god you were unfair he did not even give me a chance to prove myself no you prove yourself Jesus couldn't just sit there and say, Oh God, I'm submissive to you. I'm obedient to you. No, time will prove it. Then when you have been proven in the process of time, what is yours will come to you. <laughs> I think one of the most uh, remarkable things that I have said that Reverend Tolu likes when I read his comments on that uh, you know there are some people's comments when you read them your your esteem will boost like two percent so yes i'm in the spirit baba said agree with me i once said that uh, some of the things that young ministers are looking for they won't probably get it till they are 50 or 60. somebody said no by grace i will get it even now as i'm 30. i said you don't understand what we're talking about here you see the exam you are supposed to use as final medical exams you are going to write it in this context when you are 50. you are saying you want to collapse time by grace and write it by 30. no there are certain track records that must be consistent so that when god gives you certain things it will not be unjust you will have proven that you you are you are able to manage it you are you are a faithful steward your fervency your passion your zeal your fasting and prayer cannot collapse that time it's only something that the process of time will reveal 
when you understand this, you will stop rushing. You will now focus on faithfulness. All this rush, 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 you will focus on faithfulness. If I take one step at a time and I'm faithful in my steps, I'm okay. Than if I run and in running, I deviate. So, the concept of the process of time is inevitable. But in our seasons and times where we like fast food, fast track, there are churches running six services every Sunday, 6.30 to 7.30, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, 9.30 to and they do that, everybody just come and get a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Fast services, fast track, fast food. It is very, very difficult to appreciate and submit to this concept of the process of time. Everybody wants to arrive. Everybody wants to make it. Everybody wants to get to the end. Everybody wants to become a product, a product without going through the process. And so, many times we see process as a waste. A waste. This one is just wasting time submitting to Reverend Toulouse Ministry. Your call is enough. Go and start something. Why are you wasting your talent? One of the things that people cannot understand, sir, is why I don't do special programs. You're supposed to be organizing conference with your timber and caliber. I don't see a need for it. Many of the big brothers around me do those things and it's effective. But there is this desire to be on the same billboard with a God's generous in my lifetime. In my lifetime. I must be seated with a God's general. And so, many young people today are looking at the end from the beginning and they don't see any process. They have deliberately close their eyes to the that's why there's so much covetousness, jealousy, envy, depression amongst ministers. You see a minister, why are you depressed? He said, Ministry is not moving forward. What do you mean? What do you mean? He said, I've, I've been trying, but oh, I have only four people. I said, my brother, how long have you been trying? God has called me since the beginning of this year. What do you think this thing is? What do you think? You think it's Indomie we are doing here? Fast food generation. You think it's Indomie we are doing here? <laughs> At the end of three and a half years, Jesus counted twelve faithful. See, eh? All this deep focus on fullness. God grade you, mark your scripts, and say you have done well. Good and faithful servant. Stop trying to compete. People are competing with people that they should be learning from. Too much pressure. You want to outdo and because you are saying that person too is called like me. It's not the same call that I have that he has. Hey, you will wound like this. You will be exhausted. You will fade out. You dry out too quickly. Focus on faithfulness. When your eye, if your eye is towards the end. It should not be in terms of trying to get there in the fastest way possible. You should be trying to get there in a faithful way. 
faithfulness is the priority if you skip the process i can guarantee you we get there i've seen many young ministers today and i see how fast they are they are running and they will get there but you know the story of that messenger that ran very fast and when he got there he had nothing to say <laughs> when you get there that place you are running to you get there there's a man who preaches like that particularly reverend in lagos if he says two statements, the next thing he says, You will get there. And he says, Let your amen sound like thunder. I'm just recollecting his words. You two will get there. But when you get there, make sure you don't get there empty. Make sure when you get there, God will not say, Ah, you have come here. Ah, what did you bring? Nothing. You just came. You know that him, that very sober him that says, Should I meet my Savior empty handed? not even one soul <laughs> some people will get there but all they have been doing is so substandard God will not be able to receive any of it so substandard and they will get there so in a generation where speed is the emphasis by 30 you open church by 35 you are a state speaker by 40, you are a national speaker. By 45, you are a continental speaker. By 50, you are an international speaker. By 55, you are a celestial speaker. You have meetings in the heavens. <laughs> and by 60, the world will come to you. You won't be going, they will be coming to you. Good ambition, but ensure that it is not substandard. When I watch many of the um, the mockery videos of ministers who were not well processed and you see the thousands of people that follow them you say hey see people where they follow this person oh yes well, everything is substandard such that in a gathering of 15,000 men God may only find two people that are his own that are branded with his name substandard let me answer a question here the necessity of the divine process i've said a few things in passing in previous statements but i want to give it in a way that is well documented the necessity of the process and in answering that i will try and explain also why many people do not embrace the divine process i've said a few things also in that direction but let me mention it here just so that i can do justice to what i have taken down in notes now because we are in a realm limited within time many people often struggle with submitting to the divine process i told you every time you see the word process in scriptures especially in the king james you see that it comes with that phrase of time the process of time the process of time of course processing one of the major elements of processing is time processing cannot be rushed so in our in our realm here the realm of mortals time is a very important commodity you know and for instance if you're in nigeria some i was reading somebody's um, sentiment on the frustration of the ASU strike and it was like okay somebody gets admitted into university by 18 and then he's supposed to do 
schooling for five years he ends up doing eight years he finishes at 26 he does nyc for one year so by 27 he's into the labor market but then he goes to a company and they say we are not employing anybody that is greater than 25 and it's not his fault by 24 he was supposed to be ready for this job but because of us and all of that time has been wasted so there's much consciousness of time time this meeting for instance has to close probably by eight or nine because everybody has to go back to their homes we're in a world that is limited in time but i'd like you to understand that you know in god's world although time is respected god does not really live in that world and so some of us are worried some of us are scared some of us are anxious because we are so time conscious we do not submit to god's process so the idea is this you are saying time is going i must manifest hey the world must know my name hey i must show jesus i must revival must happen through me and all of that and time is going that's what you are thinking time is going but you don't understand how it works for god because god is not in that time realm let me give you an example so there, there's a man i follow very closely his name is aw Tuza. some of you may have heard about him in the days of aw Tuza, he was not really popular and famous in fact he was not renowned by him just one of those american preachers so in his lifetime i think he maybe did about 35 years of active ministry 35 years of active ministry so in that lifetime you can probably look at him that day and rate him as a a foot soldier of jesus he never even near god general but after his own lifetime i'm trying to make you understand god's perspective so that you can instead of trying to get to finished product very quickly you can focus on the right thing which is faithfulness so in that his lifetime he was not too influential but when he moved on when he went on to his reward then his voice now became very amplified because many of the things he taught and said that generation did not really find it useful and it's like that in every generation a prophet raised may be like somebody speaking a different language like what are you saying are things that bad uh-uh. you are too pessimistic John. what are you saying now okay so 20 years 30 years when things began to evolve and everything he said now became so relevant people like wow this is what the doctors are used to say then people now began to convert his preachings and sermons to books and then his impact after his death was greater than his impact in his lifetime similar to samson's um experience so now if you are thinking of time is going time is going and you're not focusing on quality product standard product you would get there quote-unquote you get to that place of maybe fame influence but you produce substandard products meanwhile the person who focuses on i want to just deliver quality even if it's one person that i impact quality God will use that person even after his lifetime in subsequent generation. You think that God is limited by time. God is not. Ah. If you look at Jesus in his lifetime, lifetime on the earth, three and a half years of ministry, 12 disciples. But God was seen beyond the, the earthly existence of Jesus. God has seen the Pentecost day, 120. He has seen the, someone preach there, 3,000 men were added. Yet, in millions of believers now in 2022, 
so if you limit this your because when on the earth canality will make you just think time time is going time is going time is going you will focus on let me deliver quality so that somebody can see somebody can say i must be an author reverend why do why are you not an author people of your timber and caliber should have written like 75 books by now or we don't book lunch book lunch somebody must be an author before he becomes age 40 i must be an author i must write something he writes he writes though he forces all the church members to buy they buy it but they don't read it it's in his stack there in their libraries and somebody says i'm not trying to be an author i just want to please god all he can write when he's 85 on his dying bed is an hymn the hymn now becomes something that god uses for 600 years because no matter how you bully God and pressure God, God will not accept substandard. Though. Like, like. God will not accept substandard. No matter how you bully God and pressure, I say, God, can't you see time is going? <laughs> time is going. You can't pressure because it's not in that. It's not limited to that reality of time. Nah. Do we understand here? So st- stop thinking about oh the end. I want to quickly make it. Just focus on quality delivery quality content, quality product, quality container. It will shock you. You will be in the heavens and see what God used your life to do. Even after I have left the earth, you will be shocked. Wow! That's what happens when you submit to the process. I I was saying that people in our generation do not appreciate the process because we see we see what's the opposite of speed? Is slowness a word? Let me say slowness. We see slowness as a disadvantage. I, I, I think the last time I was here, I remember was teaching on the, the Bible syndrome, and it was <laughs> I observed something. I see that see when, when I come here, I don't learn what you learn. You understand? There are other things that I am taking. So I, I noticed that unlike me, that read the Bible as if there's hot yam in my mouth. Reverend Todo reads it very slowly. And as if he knew that I was watching. He said, when you read very slowly, there are some things that you will notice. I said, <laughs> noted. <laughs> Even though I'm still working on it too. When I see this Bible, I see because I have two hours and it's almost uh, one hour. So, in our, in our world, speed is always an advantage. But let me tell you, speed is not always an advantage. For instance, in discernment, slowness is an advantage. To be slow is a great advantage. To observe very carefully. There are many fine details you will miss if you are too much in a hurry and you bypass the process. Something like discernment should be a normal faculty in every Christian. But why it is often scarce and poor and in wretched measures is because many believers keep certain processes. I mean, I know what it is to read the Bible. And the idea of reading the Bible is now to finish the five chapters allotted. Not necessarily to comprehend and assimilate. When the goal is just to finish, you would rush the verses, keep the things. There will be comments you won't take note of. And when you begin to quote scripture, they will ask, which Bible school did you go to? You skip the process. But when the intention is to assimilate, you may just be reading, it may, be, it may look very slow, 
you may not be able to brag like others. I read 25 chapters today. When they ask you, you may say, now 25 verses I do. It may look like a disgrace. That, ah, ah. But if you got understanding, you are more advantage than the person who just I've done it, I've done it. They say I should do it, I've done it. Let me give an example that we can relate with here. Are we still together? People who are football fans will know what a VAR is. A video assistant referee. For ladies, I am sorry. Some of you also are football fans, but you may not get it. But basically, there are reviews. You see video assistant referee or video assistant review. Referee. So there are reviews that because of the speed of the modern game, the referee or the linesman may not note. For instance, somebody handles the ball with his arm, which is a foul in the game of soccer. But the referee didn't see it. He now goes towards a video replay. The replay is often in slow motion. Everybody says slow motion. Until he slows down the speed and, and it is now examined slowly. He cannot really make a decision that is accurate. That's one instance where speed is not an advantage. If you believe this generation where everything is just fast, 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 get there and get there quickly, you will miss out on certain things. There are certain, there are certain loopholes you would, and they will be massive actually. They will be massive. Such that in the day where you are supposed to now stand as a representative of God, it will be substandard product. Yes, you have a call to be a prophet. Yes, there's an oil of, of an apostle. But when you begin to deliver, they'll be wondering, where did you get your own calling from? Another way with speed, for me, oh, it's not an advantage, although well for me, yeah. my wife has been training me to learn to eat slowly. I grew up in hunger. We ate to survive, not to enjoy and if you don't eat your food quickly, your brother may finish his own and come for yours. So you quickly finish it. Bang, 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 bang. The way, if you see me eat, you'll be afraid. Like you ask me, are you going somewhere? I say no. It's just the way I was straight to eat. You, you can't you can't be eating and be saying, Oh, my wife is for every time she asks me, how was the food? I'll say, I can't because I, I I barely I barely I just threw the food in my mouth. I will say you, you know you cook well, so even if I don't tell you, you should know that the food is always good. But the, I won't be telling you I enjoy the food. Oh, when I see food adverts, I laugh. I say, ah, ooh, so delicious. Ah, for this word, you just stop, just stop. That could not allow. If you slow down your food, somebody may come. I say you don't like it, Abby. That's the kind of house I grew up in. However, normal, normal, not me, oh, normal. Food is actually something you should eat slowly. There are certain metabolical processes of digestion that will not take its full course when you eat very quickly. When you're supposed to chew and rub saliva with the food. Because the enzymes in the saliva are supposed to act on that food. Or you just want a group, 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 group. And so many times, speedy eating will lead to speedy defecation. Oh, yeah. Nothing is retained. Nothing is sustained. Why? It was rushed in. That's why I told you that it is the process that guarantees sustenance, continuity,
productivity it's the process it's not just encounters i hope my example did not piss you off but i'm sorry i'm just trying to release it with what you can understand here are we still together do you still like me even if you don't like me you know concern me so we may not appreciate it if we you know limit this um conversation to time and space and matter and earthly realities but when you begin to understand that god operates you know on a different plane you will now understand why the process is a must so many details are missed when you rush through the process many fine-tuning details i'll probably talk about fine-tuning subsequently let's go ahead here a second reason why the process is necessary and why many people also do not embrace the process is because we are often more focused on the external workings of god meanwhile god is focused on the internal workings and i can tell you emphatically that the formations that happen inside would take longer than the expressions of the externals I will use an example hopefully but please note that while God is always focused on the inside some of you think I'm ready for certain things but you think you can preach you, you, you heal the sick and cast out devils and preach the gospel you can also raise offering you know it was Reverend John that taught me that there's an anointing to raise offering and he proved that there are some people when they raise offerings the offering is much some other people when they don't raise, when they raise it, the offering is less. And he was saying that uh, that when a stingy man raises offering, it will affect the spirit of the house. He has experience in ministry. I didn't argue. I just say, I get it. So if you want to raise offering, uh, have a generous heart. If you are stingy, it will rub off on the audience. What I'm trying to say here is this: whatever you see built externally is established internally first so some of us we think that we are ready we can do this we can do that because you have observed yourself and your life externally but there are things that god is seeing that you can't see it's inside there are loopholes that you have not dealt with that god is seeing you can't see so when god is saying you are still staying in school you don't understand there are workings internally that god is trying to achieve Submit to the process. If you focus on just the externalities, I have I have venue now. In fact, we have bought two microphones, and somebody is available to play the keyboard. You think all of that would 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 amount for productive ministry? Yes. Yeah, so you may eventually be successful in quotes by the standards of the world. And in your annual musical festival concert, 10,000 people may attend, but everything will be substandard. You offer strange fires to heaven that will infuriate the angels. You will be thinking you are doing worship concerts, you will be doing abomination concerts. Because while, you see, when, when David, when David, it was, um, I was, I think it was Brock, Billy Akoni, I was watching. And he was talking about how David had always loved women. And that it was one of the trainings that God was trying to train him. 
You know, after David was anointed king, he still waited several years before he ascended to the throne. But uh, David somehow, he, he tried, but he, he, there are some processes he still jumped. It was still that woman issue that came to destroy his kingdom. The way Brogwili explained it, he said, ah, and how, how, how can Nabal die? And the next day, David brought a proposal to Nabal's wife. How many of you remember the story? <laughs> he also said that uh, on the day that Saul was trying to kill David, he made a promise that anybody who will, who will win the battle, I will give him my daughter. And David said, yes, I go. I go first. And Brokwile said, David had always had that woman problem. He didn't deal with it. There are many things you, you see. Some of you think you don't like money. Now because you see they deal with Naira and Kobo. When you see dollar. When you see Bitcoin. Oh. You will now know that covetousness has built a mountain. An headquarter in your soul. God saw it all the while. It's not a new thing to God. So he told you, wait here. Stay and learn prudence. Learn contentment. But you said, no. <laughs> See me now. See me now. Am I not content? You skip the process. There are many things God is seeing that you are not seeing. And if you don't understand this, you will skip the process. But if you understand this, you will wait. When there seems to be a delay, you will know that this is God's work. You wait. You will understand the process. You will embrace it. But if you don't, you give place to the devil. Robust Christianity is not possible without the process. That phrase in 2 Timothy 3 17, thoroughly furnished unto every good work, is by process. Thoroughly furnished. You see, when people are not processed, you see deficiencies you see abnormalities it's like a baby is supposed to spend nine months in the womb who now wants to come out after four months it's my time to manifest you are just four months the normal due process is supposed to be nine months you say no I must be. souls are perishing you think they will not perish even after you leave yet <laughs> souls are perishing my generation is waiting for me. I must, I must, I must manifest. <laughs> Calm down. That's how you see defect, deficiency. You see invalids in ministry. People with disabilities in ministry. What happened? You skip the process. You skip the process. It's not a time to talk because I'm still a young man and I'm still going through my own process. Or maybe when I'm 70, I will share many of the things that happened to me. I entered full-time ministry at age 22. The process is, if I tell you, you will never want to be a minister because we, we, now what thing you go through with that. Uh, I don't think it's worth it. When I entered into ministry, one very lovely, good, kind-hearted pastor came to me and said, Judah, how old are you? I said, I'm 22, sir. He said, listen, you see, you're wasting your life. He said, listen to me. Get a master's. Get some job. Get a family. And I can guarantee you that this denomination will ordain you a pastor when you are 28. I see, he said, but by then, you will have had so many other things. I said, what do you talk makes sense? 
But I believe that God wants to enroll me very quickly in a school. I believe that there's, there's so much to learn, so much to cover. I cannot waste time here. I, I appreciate your advice, but I'm still going to put my head into it. Those days, in the early days of ministry at Ilori, people looked at me and the only thing they could do was to shake their head in pity. How does a young, vibrant man waste his life like this? Because even though I know Sabi chemistry, I Sabi book. I know Sabi chemistry, but I Sabi book. You know what I mean by Sabi book? Let me give you an idea. My, my final year defense, final year project defense. Man, I don't talk in school, I don't talk in class, I don't ask questions, I don't answer questions. So, I was going to present, and then I went there with my. I, I, I just grew up. I grew up with public speaking in a sense. You know. No, not public speaking. I grew up with speaking confidence, not public speaking. So by the time I said the first two phrases, they said, what's your magic number again? So where have you been all this while? We didn't know you are this intelligent. This chemistry, I don't know. I'm not a dollar, but this chemistry, I don't know it. And I presented very excellently until I got to a point where I used Wuru to the answer. I skipped the process. So I was not trying to explain the concept. Something about converting uh, ethanol to ethanoic acid or something like that. The man looked at me like, What are you doing? I said, Sir, I now use Uribo to try to distract him. One young boy, one Teblik brother. You know Teblik brother? Who does not even know how to speak good English? He just came, took the chalk and collected me. I said, This is how it is now. I said, Now. Nah, now book I know I know Sabi chemistry. But I was somebody that you would probably think has a bright future. You know those children that they say has bright future. So when I finished school and I said I was ending full-time ministry, my mother was the first person who disowned me. My mother wanted was happy I read chemistry because she was a food scientist. And she wanted us to collaborate and be making fresh juice and making different kind of wonderful things and I will become millionaires. So when I say that I'm doing ministry, oh, the pain in her heart. So people look at me as somebody wasting his life. Wasting his life. The process was very terrible, very strenuous. But I knew that um, my mates were going ahead of me and we becoming successful. But if I can be faithful, I think what eventually con held me was I told myself that I put myself in these shoes they are succeeding and excelling and becoming prosperous but I don't think I'll be happy if I have all of these things I think I'll be happy I think I just want to be faithful to God I just want to obey Jesus I just want to serve God that's why I endured the process the point I'm making is this don't be focused on the profit personal profit if you focus on any profit, think of kingdom profit. Many people rush the process because when they do five years of allegiance, they expect certain things to begin to happen. I've been serving Jesus for the past 18 years. I don't have this to boast about. Why exactly are you serving Jesus? So many people skip classes. Because they, they want to reward themselves. I think that that's what happened to Gehazi. I've been following Elisha for so many years. I have never asked for a cup of water. Now, God has sent a blessing to me. 
I will receive it with my full chest. You receive leprosy. Deformities in ministry happen when people skip the process. Let me tell you this. Let God determine your reward. Stop it. You are not the one to determine your salary. Let God determine that. Are you listening to me? If you begin to say, this is what I think I deserve. You will hurt yourself like that. What was I saying? I think I deviated a little bit. I was talking about four nations. Okay, let, let's just go on here because I don't have much time. Let's go on here. Let's go on here. I want to mention five dimensions of this the process or five various expressions of the process. Um, when I'm done, uh, all of this are general details, but like I said, I believe that eventually will give specific clarity to specific burdens. The first one I want to talk about is the process of maturity. Everybody say maturity. So there is a process towards maturity. And in a sense, all the things we are talking about can still be zeroed in on maturity. But I want to highlight it on its own and talk about it a little bit. Maturity will always take time. It's something that cannot be rushed, must not be rushed. If you rush maturity, you fake it. Many will fake maturity by saying that they are, you know, they give themselves titles. I was telling our church, I say, one of the ways to guarantee that you live long in life is that when you are big bro, don't act like papa. Now, big bro, you be. No, they do like grandpa. And some people, to earn respect, you know, want to act like grandpas in defeat. Meanwhile, you are just a bro. We all get to grandpa level if we are consistent in our work with God. But now that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bro, I don't go from grandpa. You cannot rush maturity. If not, you will fake it. You will have to now wear something that looks like it. But the issue is that uh, in the day when the elders begin to speak at the gate, the elders know themselves. And uh, even if you go and tint your hair white, <laughs> when you begin to talk, they'll know that you are still you are still sucking from your mother's breast. So don't fake it. Just grow into it grow into maturity. Don't fake it. Don't force it. Don't pretend like it. In 1 Peter 2, 2, he says, Desire the systemic of the world that you might grow thereby. You cannot wish yourself into maturity. You will have to work yourself into it. You will have to grow into it. There is no shortcut into maturity. You will have to go through the process of maturity. Now in Galatians 4 and verse 2 to 4, let's look at that scripture just to sit on it a little bit let's start from verse 1 sorry Galatians 4 and verse 1 now I say that the heir as long as he is a child differed not from a servant although he be lord of all but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father even so we when we were children were in bondage under the element of the world when the fullness of the time was come God sent for the son made of a woman made under the law. Now, the emphasis here um, is talking about um, Israel moving from the tutelage of the law into um, the sonship status that Christ 
provides but the pattern here is that or the principle here is that are we still together when you remain a babe and you don't mature the potential is not fully realized the heir as long as he remains a child although his master of all is kept under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father the time appointed of the father is the process of time when you go through it and then you validate you prove you make full proof of your election so you will have to go through the process of maturation but what i want to emphasize about maturity here is that a mature person has understanding and is useful the whole essence of maturity is towards understanding and usefulness you want to know if you're mature ask yourself how much do you understand and i'm not talking about having a bible college degree how much do you understand if somebody say this is the way one of my brothers says if somebody say I can cross the road. I can cross the road. But every time he crosses the road, Okada, Jaman, he can say, I can cross the road, but he cannot cross the road. That's just what it is. Do you understand what I'm saying? But like I said about Hebrews 5.8, Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. If you say, I understand CHM 101, I understand CHM 101, and you, every time you read the exam, you don't pass. I understand that just for yourself as far as the lecturer is concerned you have not gotten to the time appointed you don't understand so understanding here has to be proved understanding is proven when what you claim to understand is now a tangible reality in your life I understand that my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost okay you can say that you can even confess it. Your confession says, My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. But, but if when you talk, now slang of demons they come out. If what you use your ears and your feet to do, identify more with demons than with God, you don't understand that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying you are not, I'm not saying your body is not, but you don't understand. So when we talk about maturity based on understanding, let's let's not focus on grasping things intellectually because that's many teaching conferences is focused on intellectual grasping now that you are saved do you know that you are saved yes now if you say you are saved and you understand salvation you understand the gospel i always say this i do not believe somebody can understand the gospel and not preach it if you understand the gospel and you don't preach it you don't talk about it even in indirect terms and you say you understand it you don't understand it you understand that somebody died so that everybody can be saved one person died for all men and yet you're in your life you live as though there is nothing at stake you live for yourself and you say you understand the gospel you don't understand it that's why there are many more illiterates who are mature listen to me there are many more english illiterates who are kingdom literates and bible literates they don't understand Greek and Hebrew. They don't understand synonyms. They don't understand all the nice words we put together in sweet preaching. But their life shows that they understand the implication of the gospel. How many Bible schools did our fathers attend? How many Bible schools did they have? You see their ministry. You see the way they do their own ministry. Compared to the way we do our own. You know they have understanding. They didn't contend for intellectual 
grasping. Are we still together? Maturity brings understanding. But what kind of understanding? Understanding that will alter your life such that your life be, becomes a message. Yeah. Somebody will look at you and grab. Somebody will look at you and the meaning of consecration will enter. Okay. This is what they call consecration. Your life, you won't talk. You just, you just omit something. You just abstain from certain things. And somebody says, okay. That Bible verse I've been trying, I've been meditating. This is what it means. Understanding and usefulness. One of the very happy moments I've shared in my family life was about two weeks ago when my little boy successfully ran an errand. I told him to give my phone to my wife. And he picked it. If I did that two months ago, he would have picked it and smashed it and clapped for himself. And yes, Akbarakpo, chief smasher. But I said, take and give the mommy. And he took it happily and went to his mom. And I said, wow, it is in maturity that you can be useful. Let me tell you, you can fast, pray, beg God, cry. God, use me. God, use me. Use me. If you can just go through the process, you will be useful. Many people are taking routes that are not reasonable. Trying to beg God, compare God. God. Ah. They, you cannot be an adult as you are in the house of God and you won't be sent around. Ah, in the house of God. Yes, no. The reason why God is not sending you around is because he's not certain what you will do. He's not sure whether you deliver substandard products or quality products. He's not sure. And they won't take the risk until the time appointed of the Father. So, grow up. Tell your neighbor, grow up. That solves all the problem. But growing up is a you can't rush it. From nine months, my boy was born. And then he's growing, he's growing, he's growing. Very soon, I'll give him ATM and say, go and withdraw. If he does not grow up, all the money that I have that is supposed to be in every tense, he cannot assess it. The promise is valid, but it will not be experienced until you go through the process of maturity. God was not lying when he told you that, when he showed you that vision, he was not lying. He was not boboing you, he was not, he was not. But if you don't grow up, much is wasted. So grow up. The process of maturity. In Acts 20 verse 32, I think, Paul says, I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build up inheritance among those that are sanctified. So, the experience of the inheritance, the, ex the inheritance is present, but the experience, the tangibility of the inheritance only happens when you grow up, when you are built up such that you can now undo. You can undo. So, God promised Israel the rest, the promised land. The promise was valid. But there was a process that made them compatible with the promise. That's what the process does. It makes you compatible with the promise. You can destroy the promise. The promise, in fact, also can destroy you as it were. If you are not compatible with it. Many people actually have been promised well though for kingdom advancement. But they didn't go through the process when they eventually they began to taste the wealth 
or some measures of the world because that's not even the real world some droplets of the world began to come to them it destroyed them the love of money swallowed their soul destroyed them some of you let me tell you for free here prophecy 101 forensic you will stay in Nigeria because it's your process if you go to Canada you will forget God you can't handle the hostility there. That's just the truth. You can't handle it. Maybe if you move on your processing, maybe eventually your timetable that you are planning because you have calculated. What's that man that does calculation like this? Uh, Sabinos. I've calculated like this. <laughs> after after this assault strike, now I'll finish it and then I'll do this and then I'll do this. If you are focusing on finishing, but you are not focusing on being faithful, the Canada you are going will destroy you. You will be like Lot in Sodom. You know Lot could not cope with Sodom, but look at how Daniel coped in Babylon. Daniel was a slave; who, he did not even go there voluntarily. Yes, when he get there, when he got there, the entire kingdom had to submit to his God. He was ready. Bring it on. Lot went to Sodom. Green grass, green grass. Now, green snake is there. Are you listening to me? Mature. Go through the process. Stay with the word. Understand God. Understand His ways. Understand. Maturity is so simple yet so powerful. God is not partial, but if you think that this Galatians 4 principle will not apply to you, if you think that you can bypass the process by much fasting and praying and trying to bully God and bribe God, nope, nope, it's what happened. Go to Jesus, did not evade the process, though he was a son, he proved obedience by the things he suffered. That's how, that's how I like to render that verse. He proved his loyalty, he proved his obedience by the things he suffered. There will be tests. Whether you, you say you understand, you understand, I'll be okay. There will be tests. The process of time will test it. Then it will now guarantee or affirm that you have matured. What you read in Hebrews 5:8 actually means to learn by use and practice. So Jesus, though he was a son, learned obedience. It actually means to learn by use and practice. Everybody say use and practice. It means to prove by the consistency of the practice that you have learned it. When you are perfect in something, you consistently do it effortlessly. That's now when we know you are now a master. You have mastered the subject. If your obedience is inconsistent, you can confess, I understand, I have understood. You don't understand. Go back to the books. Stay there. Look at it. Meditate on it. Pray with it till you, till you really understand. All this amount of understanding is why we have many unprocessed people today. You think by a mere confession, you can you can seal you can seal a book of destiny. You say it, you claim it. How these gimmicks? You say it, you claim it. Let, let me not talk there. So, but there are understandings that are forged in experiences, like, like I mentioned earlier. Jesus had learned obedience by the things he suffered. By the experience of the cross, Jesus proved that he had learned obedience. Jesus proved his obedience to God. 
you you can say god i love you god i obey you god i will serve you well, god is not doubting you but because god is just and perfect and based on his own principles everything you say must be proved so there will be setups to prove it there will be setups and if you don't prove it the inheritance that is due you it's not like god is denying you of it is that it will not come to you god is not partial giving inheritances to people no he has created a system whereby anybody that goes through the process automatically experiences the inheritance that's how it works so stop trying to beg god god give it to me no just go through the process of maturity prove your allegiance prove your loyalty prove that you understand prove that you obey and do it consistently the things you are begging for you are fasting for they'll be looking for you you don't see david looking for the throne in the wilderness he was proving his loyalty to god proving his allegiance to god god said i have found him so when he had opportunities to kill saul it was a process of testing he knew he said no i cannot touch god's anointed pass the test on the day that god said to abraham now i know that you fear me what do you think what do you think that statement was saying you are proven i know but you have to prove it the covenant to be a father of many nations a father of great nations the one through whom the savior will be born cannot be given to somebody who has not proved it you can be saying and be talking and be singing i love god i fear god you will prove it that process of time must prove you do we get it grow up in maturity so much is wasted begging god and crying to god as if god is the one delaying it or denying you imagine israel in the wilderness crying to god take us to the promise that promise land that i promised to your fathers i didn't even promise it to your generation grow up stop murmuring stop complaining understand the process submit to the process simple as that every time they complain god said you don't stick you don't still understand let me win one here number two the process of molding and in molding jeremiah chapter 18 will give us a clue a potter and vessel scenario jeremiah 18 verse 1 to 5 let's quickly read let me try to read very slowly like Reverend Tulu has taught us. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house and I will cause thee to hear my words. And I went down to the potter's house and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was mad in the hand of the potter. So he made it again. Another vessel that seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter says the Lord? So Jeremiah was taken to a house or led into a house to observe what happens between a potter and the clay. And God is in the process of molding, just like a potter molds the clay. God molding process takes time because of God's commitment to perfection how many of you have somebody has drawn you before and when you saw the drawing you say now maybe this uh-huh. there's some very wicked brother on Facebook like that I used to draw people in a very dangerous way barrel drawing ah. it, will, it, it, it will get it but it will not get it the, the drawing is a deliberate attempt to ridicule your image 
and so you, I, I used to draw a little bit while I was younger I lost all that skill when I grew up but there are some drawings that you draw and then you are thinking this is very nice this is very nice but when you look at it again at, when you compare it to the real image it's not even close to the twin of that person it's not close to the sibling of that person it's a totally different image God's molding process it towards perfection so when he's molding the clay you think what he do he don't do now and God will destroy again and say let me do it again let me start again that's why you must submit and go through sometimes you think I'm fine I'm fine this is okay this is presentable and God says no it will not be befitting of my standards now the emphasis of molding here run out of time but the emphasis of molding here is in character formations everybody say formations formation takes time what you would see what you are trying to get by impartation wonderful by encounters wonderful but it cannot replace the formations that happen by the process of time formations take time character development takes time i'm not a christian who believes in giving excuses why are you like this oh i'm just a new convert oh I'm, I'm, i just got born again in five months i'm not that kind of a christian i believe that you should yield as much as possible to the workings of the holy ghost but i'm telling you emphatically that there are many things that god is trying to form and shape mold that will not happen overnight and when you understand this you will stop writing yourself off one of the things we are trying to understand in terms of understanding the process is so that we can stay with god even when it seems like we are frustrated by our consistent errors you stay with god some of us are frustrated that why am i like this and you know sometimes actually you are being too hard on yourself in a sense because another brother who is not even up to you in terms of character development and formation is thanking god that oh well, i'm still okay but of course depends on the kind of burdens that you have been able to trap some standards will look very very little for you like no i should have passed this level by now but whatever you do stay with god in the process of molding 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 and don't think you can buy boycott the process if you do you may eventually assemble an anointing assemble a grace assemble a power that your character cannot i mean your character will destroy it your character will make you abuse that anointing character formation is often not emphasized because it cannot happen by impartation and in a generation that just wants to collect hand from fathers and go their own way don't want to learn character behavior mannerism from them we have to go through the process character formation formation our character bad character has done more damage to the gospel than we can imagine people watch us seriously and they cannot reconcile the sunday sister with the Thursday, sister. They cannot reconcile. <laughs> My wife was telling us, telling me of one of our one of our sisters who was in a bus, and the you know those buses that would say they are going to they are going to Mina and drop you at Ilori. This one did not even give them their money; just drop them there. So she says she yelled like sixteen curses on the man. 
And she now remember that she will preach in the bosom. Ah! Where, 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 which, where will I start from? Some of us are not used to it. Okay? You know that uh, Nigeria is a different thing. And Christianity is a different thing. Work on your character. Every day examine how your day went. What are the things I said today that I shouldn't have said? Every day, consistently. It will happen overnight. Some of the things you are praying against, it's not demon per se. You just have to submit to the discipline of the process. Every day, review your day. Are you listening to me? Write down the things you, you know went wrong and say, this will not happen again. I'll work on it. I'm going to be determined. I'm going to receive God's help. You improve on your character. You are, you are submitting to the process that way. It's sad that Moses was the weakest man in the world according to the writings of his books and he had an anger problem that did not allow him to enter the promised land sad sad that Moses ah! and if you think about Moses you'll be sober person where Israel like this they swear for the cause he go stand the intercede say ah God rather take me don't touch them meek man yet yet it was anger problem that disqualified him so the promise is valid but if you don't work on your character you can invalidate yourself from it the alterations in behavior will require deep indoctrination deep I like that a class like this or a session like this is 4 hours 4 to 5 hours deep indoctrination you know why the doctrine of bad character you did not learn it in one day it's accumulated, it's spread across years. So you are not going to unlearn it by attending one hour services. You watch series movie for six hours straight. When you watched it, there were certain things you saw. Certain things that you saw that stayed in your soul. It's in your soul, so it's not visible, but it is growing there. It's going to be a fruit and branches soon. But if you are in a, an environment like this, then you can now eventually wash off. Because indoctrination is sub too low. You would think that you have not learned something. Wait until the day that is the day of pressure. One of my sisters was telling me that a woman was in labor room and then she was finding it hard to deliver. So they called her husband to come and help her. The husband got there and slapped her. I don't know what he saw or what he felt. Ravos, he said, ah, you, you are surprised too. The, and in the day of pressure, waiting days inside will come out. All the things you are storing in your soul that you think, I ah, know, it's just a movie, it's just a song. The day of pressure, it will come out. So you will have to give yourself to consistent character formations in the right direction if you are really going to be the image that God will be proud of. Let me skip one, two, okay, let me do number four. I want to also talk about the process of synchronization. Let me not use a complex word. It just speaks about harmony and oneness, synchronization. It's like choreographers. I, I don't know if you, I know that in this church there's no choreography department. It cannot happen. But if you have watched choreography before, where people are dancing and, <laughs> and doing all of that, you see, if they are good, if they have perfected their skills, 
you notice that they do it together are we together do we understand what i'm saying now it's a process that allows for that now god wants you to be in that shape in that state where you are one with him not by sharing the god edo we heard reverend Jolu say that you are not the son of man in the context in which jesus said angels descend and ascend you are not the godhead you are not the christ you can confess it from now till, till, till the next millennium but there is a sense where you can be one with the lord it is at that point that you can represent him it's at that point that if god is silent if somebody seeks your counsel your counsel can substitute for god's counsel it's at this point that jesus would say the father has handed all judgments to the son of man where god can trust your judgment because you are one with him but it's a process i don't expect my wife to physically re resemble me after five years but after seven ten years you might see a strong resemblance why oneness is happening not just oneness of mind the concept of one flesh now begins to have tangible visible proofs are we still together but it's a process you can't be rushed you have to wait with god under that process but it can happen if you stay with god patiently enough that's why in first Corinthians 7 paul was going to give a counsel and he said i have not received any instruction from god but i give counsel as one who has obtained mercy from god and what paul would say is good enough to be the word of god where you know the intention of God, the ways of God, the purpose of God, the priority of God, so much you can be a representative. Now it's at that point that certain measures of power becomes an experience. You can fast and pray for power. It will not come upon you until you are so one with God that God can trust that your use of power is trustworthy. It is something that the prophets had by intimacy. And so Elijah can show up and call down fire. Elijah can show up and close the heavens. Even though it seemed as though he was not even acting directly from God's instruction. He just noticed the people were given to idolatry and said, how can I fix this mess? What are we going to do about it? Let me go there and show something. You now begin, you now begin to act in God's stead. So that's where you now work with authority and power. It will take time. That's why I don't pressure myself. Some of the power some of you are, are praying for, you won't see it. I'm not cursing you. You can't see it now. You have not proven oneness at all. You are still learning this thing. Focus on faithfulness. Focus on just intimacy with God. You think Moses knew that his face was shining? You won't know. They are the one, it's what I'll be telling you that ah, the power you are carrying is too much. Reduce the volume. You won't be conscious of it. You will just be focused on God, pleasing God, worshipping God, serving God. You are chasing something that should be chasing you. Do we get it tonight? One last point here. The process of empowerment. So, when you hear empowerment, stop thinking somebody giving you an instrument of war or somebody giving you weapon in your hand. The idea of empowerment in the body or in Christianity is like somebody going to the gym to build up muscles. That's the idea that you should have when you have the idea of god giving you power in your hands for instance it looks like an external reality 
it is not too potent like that the one that god is doing by the process is the one that is internal it's imbued it cannot be taken away from you yeah this is the one that is easily controlled and mastered because i've discovered that many people have purchased or have obtained power by doing certain going through certain spiritual rites and ceremonies but it's wasted it's abused it's not controlled because it was not developed in built when it is in built let me tell you one other interesting thing that will happen when it is empowerment that is in built it will be that every part of you will contain power it is in that dimension that shadows can heal the sick are you listening to me in the other dimension where it's like an external influence that is controlled from outside there are certain things you must do for the power to work when it is imbued it will work unconsciously it is it is such that you you grow up with it and that is very crucial because the idea of god's empowering process is that it accumulates everybody say accumulates because if it doesn't accumulate you may break down under the weight of it i don't have time to explain some of these details but if you remember i was talking about the frog one frog processing last time i was here how if you put if you raise the temperature of a frog environment it adjusts into it it adjusts into it it adjusts into it although if you keep raising it like that it can cook it will not come out of the environment now so each measure of power builds up and you build up with it so your capacity increases with the power and it accumulates that's when it is controllable it is controllable and then it's now it's, it's, it's something that that's that overwhelms every part of you your words your touch your even your thoughts you can look somebody into healing you look at the person you don't say anything you look <laughs> and the person get healed because the power is absolutely permitting your entire being you grew with it stand stand up i'm done teaching let's pray in tongues for a few seconds the process pray in the holy ghost pray in the holy ghost maybe there are some things you don't understand don't worry just just trust god subsequently subsequent teachings will clarify pray i have just five minutes here pray but there's something that wants to wants to be established i believe so pray pray with as much fervency as you can muster I'm submitting to the process. I'm submitting to the process. I'm submitting to the process. Jesus, I'm submitting to the process. The maturing process. The empowering process. The pruning process. 
the refinery process so much so much to learn so much to understand but i'm submitting to it I did not mention pruning in my teaching but there's a pruning that is happening as we pray now there's a pruning happening there's a pruning happening there's a pruning happening for some of you this teaching has brought you into a place into a time zone you have heard several things before but this particular one pushed you into a line pushed you into a finish line let the pruning happen Jesus let the pruning happen let the pruning happen let the pruning happen it's a fine tuning a fine tuning there are frequencies that have not been clear after now they'll be clear just a little bit more to the right a little bit more to the left that's the movement that's the shifting but it's bringing you into accuracy into accuracy it's just a little movement a little push but it's bringing you into clarity Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can be quiet, be quiet. I think it's a voice activation. Um, just, just focus on the Lord. Voice activation. Operation. And you, you would hear somebody will hear something. I think there are about four, four people here to my right here. You would hear something. It's just to shift you. It's to shift you into a place. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Bring it on, Lord. Bring it on, Lord. Bring it on, Lord. We receive, we submit to the process. There are previous teachings that are accumulating right now into this one. A final push, a final push by your voice. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Bring us to that frequency, Lord. The exact place, the exact place. Those who are concerned in this word, the exact place where your voice is clear yes lord 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 the pruning is to take away the noise it's a care that you have dropped down okay you have dropped down the care you have dropped down the fear you have dropped down the burden and so there's a fine tuning so all the while i was talking you were just laying down the burdens those burdens that choked the burdens of god you were dropping it anxieties of when will it happen to me when will I get there you will drop in it and now you are coming into clarity 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 the voice of God is clear to you very clear as clear as today as clear as today as clear as today as clear as today yes Lord 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 
we are not afraid to wait father we trust that as we wait on you we enter into that place 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 Marokoto Hyandasto Shititanda Larabado Shakatakatayando Rubada Mandekete No more substandard voices No more substandard voices Glikrakapata Lakatayada Leste Krimbra Dadadaba Dienda Nanamano Shokopa Darodos Tokopa Tayenele Shununuste Kreketekata Labarodo Sakatakatayakano Yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord. There's an installment. Hallelujah is an installment. It's not just the voice that you hear tonight. It's not just the voice that you hear tonight. At every point in time, at every at every crossroad, that voice pops up clear, loud, clear, loud. And every time where there's a requirement of usefulness. Where does it need to be an oracle? That voice comes clear, loud, clear, loud, clear, loud. Oh, thank you, Father. 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 Yes, Jesus, we say yes to the process. Lift your hands wherever you are. Everybody just say, Lord, I say yes to the process. I say yes to the process. I know that time will prove it. But Lord, I'm starting with my affirmations, with my words. I say yes to the process. I learned it may be tough, it may be hard, but I, I'm saying yes. <laughs> so help me God, I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes. As you say these words, there are visions flashing across you. What God will show you is the end. Yeah. God will show you the end because he doesn't want you to focus on the hardship in between it you will go through the hardship but it will be worth it 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 aha 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 flashes flashes of the end flashes of the end something that will keep you going keep you going in the day of weariness Lodorodo dosta, didingrusta, tanamanos, rababa do kopata. Who for the joy that was set before him and the cross, the spice to sing. In kanda rakata kata kata para da 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 ba da da. Lekrekete kete kete balosta. Faramanasta. We say yes, Jesus. I'm sure you've been blessed by this message. Fellowship with us at His Worship Christian Network, HWCN, located at 4D on the Jew, Ogomosho, or your state, Nigeria. You can also join us to worship on our e-platforms, MixLR, HWCC, Facebook, HWCNNG, Telegram, HWCN Global Group. God bless you.